Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... <laughs> Jason Shear. I'm singing because we won. Jeez, got a little feisty tonight. It's, uh, it's Arizona. Um, men's basketball won their game tonight against our... I don't know why, but for some reason we're a lot more vocal when we play Stanford. Shelby and, Shelby and I don't like Stanford. No. no love lost with those Jason nerds. made me jump a couple of times. I was surprised because you're usually very intensely quiet. And then you like. Yeah, howled. I guess God. I don't. I always say it like it always feels that whenever Arizona plays Stanford, someone is going to get hurt. And uh, this is one of those times again. And it's just it's almost like exhausting. Yeah, that's true. I just I don't but like them. I don't like them. It, and you know what? This sounds bad. I don't think they mean to hurt Arizona. I just think they're so slow and unathletic that this is what happens. I'm serious. They study a lot of science, as Umar Barlow oh said. Umar Barlow, if he committed live murder. It was television. amazing. Anyway, Arizona won 95 to 84. Really could have been a little more than that. You know that's actually not their highest point total in Pac-12 history. They've actually scored more than 95 points before. And they've actually shot better than the 64% they shot tonight. Really? Did Brian Peterson tweet that? Yeah, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't do research. <laughs> Brian does it for me. Brian's our researcher. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in that, you can follow Brian Peterson on Twitter. Anyway, it was great to win. A little choppy there for a while. In the first half, uh, were you thinking, here we go again? I mean, kind of, right? Like, it looked just like the game at Stanford. Uh, when you take a look at the stats, it, was, it wasn't like... Arizona wasn't playing well in the first half. I mean, in the first half, Arizona shot 61% from the field, right? The problem, right. The problem was Stanford shot 49% um, for the field, right? Or, no, I'm sorry, 50% from the field and made eight of 15 threes. I mean, eight threes and a half, you're, you're going to lose a lot of games that way. And it was like they were open. Arizona wasn't rotating well. Um, the only really thing that was different than the first meeting was that Arizona was able to establish the scoring, the interior scoring, which it didn't do at all in the first game. But it felt like you're like, oh man, here we go. Um, you know, it, it was just, it was, <laughs> it was like the, the message board was like, we're done. Season's over. People were panicking. It was just one of those games where, yeah, I mean, the first half absolutely looked like the first game, right? Like to a T almost. Yes. Indeed, which is why I asked that question. You're so good at this. Thank Shelby. you, thank you. Um, however, Arizona improved significantly about halfway through the second half. What adjustment was made? I'm assuming it was a Tommy Lloyd adjustment. He mentioned it after the game on TV and the presser. But Arizona's ball pressure completely changed. I mean, they really, really pressured Stanford, and it was you know it was. The reason why Stanford was making so many threes is because they were getting deep into the lane and then dishing it out to open shooters. So the issue wasn't the fact that Stanford was making threes. is the fact that they were getting them in the first place because Arizona was allowing the dribble drive penetration. That stopped in the second half. And because that stopped in the second half, um, you know, Stanford still went 6 of 14 from three. Um, but it, it was just it was a different ballgame. The points became harder to go by, you know, and, and you take a look at the rebounding. Uh, Arizona rebounded well for the most part in this game. And it, it just, the offense became harder, right? So, I mean, Stanford was 8 of 15 in the first half. It, it, they were only 7 of 14 in the second. 
so I'm sorry, six of fourteen in the second. So it wasn't that big of a difference. Um, Stanford only turned the ball over fourteen times against Utah. Sorry, four times against Utah. Mm-hmm. And this game they turned over seventeen times. Seventeen. And it led to twenty points for Arizona. Uh, I mean, the difference was really when it came down to it. Um, you know, statistically, it was damn close. The difference was that Stanford, their points were coming from behind the arc. Arizona was dominating the paint. Arizona finished with 54 points in the paint. Um, that is, awesome. you know, that is is pretty ridiculoso when you look at it because going into the game, uh, you know, Stanford, while not a great defensive team, uh, they weren't that bad, as bad as they were tonight, at least, for, uh, for two-point defense. So, so yeah. there you go. Boom, boom. That was a big change in the second And half. people also have to realize, like, Stanford is a good three-point shooting team. That's where their points come from. It's almost weird because they play all forwards, basically. But they are a good three-point shooting team. Like, That's it's a not, jam, guys. It's not an anomaly that they're making wide-open threes. It's the ones that are like, give me a break. It was the penetration that killed Arizona. That tightening of the ball pressure completely took that part of the game away. And Arizona just kind of... Uh, imposed its will eventually and, and just wasn't missing because they were getting all dunks and layups. I mean, Arizona wound up making nine more field goals on Stanford on only one more attempt because that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. I mean, in the second half, Arizona Arizona shot a ridiculous 66% from the field. Woo. They missed eight shots total. Two of those were from three. So, I mean, when you're doing that, only five turnovers. You're, you're going to kick the crap out of a lot of teams when you're shooting, clearly, when you're shooting uh, that percentage. You know what I think is funny is when you get flamed on Twitter and it's people that come after me a little bit too about how we need to learn ball and all of that technical jargon you just said the last three minutes, I want to like put on Twitter for people to hear because it was just so nice. I'm just giving you compliments. Are you with me right now? Just giving you little compliments. Thanks, hon. He's so flustered right now. Um, well, offensively, the Wildcats had three. 20-point scores. What was working offensively besides the ball going in the basket? Yeah, so, again, in the first meeting, like, Arizona pretty much ditched inside. Like, and I know Tubelis had foul trouble, but Umar Balo had absolutely nothing going in that first matchup. Arizona could not get the ball inside at all. 54 points in the paint is ridiculous. And it wasn't, like, off-rebounding. Arizona had five offensive boards for eight points. So it wasn't like they just dominated that category. They only they finished with one more rebound than Stanford. But, I mean, Julius Tubelis, who has not played well historically, I think he only averages, like, 11 points or even less against Stanford. I think it was 11. Had 20 points, eight rebounds, four assists in this matchup. He had the few early turnovers, and you're like, oh, here we go again, but really recovered nicely. I mean, Umar Balo, 24 points, only missed three shots. Six rebounds, didn't turn the ball over, and did it in 24 minutes. A point a minute is pretty good average, Shelby. That's really good. Um, the player of the game to me was Cedric Henderson Jr. I mean, 23 points on 8 of 13. And and what happened was we knew that Stanford would say, you know what, we're going to take Julius and Umar away, or at least one of them. But that is really hard to do when you have Cedric driving and taking guys off the dribble like he did. You have Courtney Ramey scoring 15 points on four of eight from behind the arc. Um, it, it's just it's difficult to do. And, and when your perimeter is playing well with the way that Stanford defends, uh, Stanford really never had a chance. And, and Arizona is a better team personnel-wise and, uh, and really took it to them. And, again, there's an, 
Like we always look like when when we're looking at the tournament for teams that scare you. If you're an Arizona fan, the first thing that you're going to look for is, is super athleticism because Arizona has athletes, but it's not like super, you know, they're mid. Um, completely more athletic than Stanford at every position. And I think that was a uh, a big difference. And you know, I take a chance, Shelby. I made uh, Cedric and Harrison Ingram even. Some people gave me crap for that. My boy Cedric outscored him tonight, outplayed him. You know, do what I do. I do what it's I do. Almost like you know what you're talking about. Harrison Ingram is a travesty. What Jared Haas has done to him made him a three man. He's an undersized four and should play like it. And Harrison Ingram is out here taking step back jumpers and trying to take guys off dribble, which just isn't his game. Haas is dog shit. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Um, well, are there any other shout-outs you'd like to give out tonight? Well, I was all on uh, Pella Larson's case. We were very upset about Pella, and then he just And then the I feel like he had seven points in four seconds. And he, he rebounded well the whole night. But then you look at his line, right, Shell? Nine points, he only missed two shots, seven boards, five assists. That's we'll mean. take it. We're going to take it. And his defense improved immensely. He, he did not play well the first half. But if you're going to diss him for the first half, you got to give him credit for the second. Um, you know, Kirk Creasa didn't play, you know, four assists, one turnover, but um, staying in there. Like, I don't know. We didn't talk about that. Kirk, according to Tommy Lloyd, has a contusion, so it was not a separated shoulder. A deep bone bruise. So, you know, do you play him? Uh, you know, do you go off feeling? Tomorrow you probably play him if, he, if he's capable of playing, and then if it doesn't feel well, so be it, because you're not going to make a bruise worse. That's true. Like, it's a it's a contusion. You, you can't, I mean, I'm not a doctor, Shelby, but, uh, can't, you know, I. it just feels. You, Let's say it's not a sprained ankle that is going to progressively get worse as you play on it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could become swollen, but it's not, where it is, is it just. They're going to ice the crap out I of it. I mean, it's going to it's gonna take a few days. They're going to ice it. Justin's the man. Got Kurt to play on basically like a broken ankle. I would uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't play or if his time is limited, um, but you know, it uh, yeah. He did make a free throw with his left hand. Right. That was impressive. So there we go. Shout out to Kerr. Uh, Ramey. Yeah, he said Ramey. Well, I know, but, but I he was, played well. He played I mean, really he well. he played really well against Stanford this whole season, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, when Ramey's hitting those open jumpers. And look, I think the biggest thing with Ramey is he played absolutely awful against yeah, UCLA. Yeah, he had a little redemption tonight. But we all kind of knew that he would bounce back. Tommy Lloyd didn't seem worried about it. Courtney didn't seem worried about it. If you're a good player, you kind of put it in the rear view mirror and move I'm on. I'm sorry, what? The rear view mirror. There we go, there we go. And move on, so. All right, and just like the great Red Army, 
as Bill Walton says 50 million times, we have to shout out all the Arizona fans that were there in person live at McHale North. Great job. You sounded awesome on TV. And I'm assuming the game tomorrow is going to be even better. And now we move on to the preview. Yep. Arizona will be playing ASU for the semifinal dun, 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 dun. in the Pac-12 men's tournament. Whoa. So the revenge tour continues. Whoa. We're all still smarting over that last second three Whoa. at McHale. I'm just saying, actually. Uh, we're all we're also tired because we stayed up and we watched ASU just dominate USC. Do not call it a basketball game, Shelby, because that's not what that was. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was an AAU I, scrimmage. It was <laughs> no defense, just straight up running back and forth. Um, yeah, so ASU defeated USC by basically just scoring from behind the arc in a three-pointer extravaganza. What do you take away from this game? Well, the danger of facing a team like ASU, which does not run an offense and puts up whatever shot they want, is that sometimes those shots go in. And although ASU actually only shot like 37% in the second half and went 50% from the line, the first half, and really in general the game, they went nuts from three. They went 14 of 32 from three. Now what's wild is uh, 75% of their baskets came from behind the arc. That is generally not a recipe for winning. They didn't shoot well. They only shot 40% from the field. It is very hard to beat a team with those type of stats. But of course, USC is not your ordinary team and uh, shot the same percentage. Um, You know, ASU attacks the offensive glass. They had 13 offensive boards for 21 second chance points. They had 10 points off turnovers. And there you go. That's basically the game. I mean, it really, it's pretty similar for most teams. If you rebound the ball, take care of the ball, you're generally going to win. And that goes for ASU as well. Um, Tommy Lloyd downplayed the revenge angle, of course, because he's classy and he's a gentleman. But is it safe to assume that the players are thinking about it? Well, considering we just saw Umar Balo a few hours ago go on TV. He's a little salty. Basically call Stanford nerds and kill uh, Harrison Ingram. I would say that, yes, it, uh, it it clearly is something they're thinking about. I mean, how many times has uh, Arizona... Uh, by the way, Shelby and I are recording this with 18 seconds left, and USC just made two threes. I swear to God, if we have to re-record this, I'm going to lose my Actually, mind. Actually, I don't think we should re-record <laughs> it. I think we should just like change it in real time to USC. I'm going to throw my computer. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, how many times tomorrow in the last 24 hours in the past two weeks has Arizona seen that shot? That has to be in the back of their mind. Any logical human being with emotions is going to take this as a revenge game. Tommy Lloyd may or may not bring it up. I don't know. I don't think it matters. Courtney Ramey has seen that shot. Pella Larson has been trashed for this oh, defense. Pella definitely All saw that. that shot. These guys absolutely. see <laughs> just hit another three. Absolutely um, want to play ASU. Like I even said after this game, uh, after Arizona's win, like we all want ASU, right? 
but clearly we all want to play ASU because Arizona's already beaten USC twice, split with ASU. Uh, to me, it's a, it's a very easy choice. Um, so what do the Wildcats need to do to win this game and avoid an upset? And I'm going to start it off with controlling their emotions. Yeah, I mean, look, the biggest thing is uh, they got to take care of the ball and they got to defend. I honestly think it's, it's, it's very straightforward to beat ASU. If you take care of the ball, you defend, you rebound, they're going to win. Because I think Arizona is going to get its points. I think Arizona is too good for ASU offensively, as we've seen. Um, it was just the defense was awful in the first game. And, uh, um, you know, the, it, it, at the end of the day, as long as Arizona does that and plays within itself, it, it should win this game. Uh, you know, the, the, the thing that you're worried about is that uh, Desmond Cam- Cambridge goes nuts. You know, if Desmond Cambridge goes nuts, um, you never know. Like, he, that's what he did against USC. He had 27 points, 6 to 12 for threes, the shot, all that crap. Um, you know, that's just the way it goes. But you want to control that. You want to stop that from happening. And really, if Arizona takes care of the ball, rebounds. If Arizona plays like it did against Stanford, it's going to kill ASU. Like, it, it really is. Because I just don't think ASU will be able to put up with what they're doing on the interior. So, take care of the ball, rebound, defend better than did the first meeting. And remember, ASU will now be playing its third game in three days. Third game in three days. That's tiring and also hard to match. Yeah, so you want to get out in transition, and I'm sure ASU is going to try to slow it down and play to their pace. All right. Um, Well, obviously, what is your prediction? I I would be very surprised if if ASU won this game. I I think Arizona sends a bit of a message. Uh, I'm going 83-70. to yeah, I'm predicting Arizona by 13. I, I have to I'm a wild no, beast, no, 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 Shelby. No, no, no. I'm a wild no, beast. I have to veto this prediction. What? You've literally picked 83 the last, like, 50 games. No, I picked 82. Mm. 81 to 70. <laughs> okay. Arizona's sure. going to win by double digits. How okay, about that? Okay, let's just see. We'll say that. I'm tired. I haven't written my breakdown yet. I'll do that in the morning. But Arizona will win by double digits. I will decide how many double digits. When I wake up tomorrow, but it will be double digits. I refuse to believe that ASU will shoot 50% from three in back-to-back games. Okay. Jason Shears' law of averages says that ASU ASU will shoot four of like 26 from three. Yeah, that little brother complex is real strong, though. So we'll see what ASU comes out with. Yeah. Definitely. But until that time. And the good thing is it's a bright and early game. It's only at 930 at night. Oh, my God. Great. But it is a Friday night. Yay. Yeah. All right. Well, bear down. Get them white claws ready, Shell Bell. Woo! Shelby, Cal fired Mark Fox as its head coach. What is your favorite Mark Fox memory? Who the F is Mark Fox? Yes, that actually sums up his entire career at Cal. Shout out Mark Fox.